And welcome to the seventh inning stretch. Tells that Josh Edwards. Is that not bad there? That, that's not bad. That's not bad for your first go. Not bad. I can get better at it. I think I can improve on it. Welcome to the seventh inning stretch, though. I'm you're gonna be kind of running the co-host part of it, the, the host of it tonight, Darren Breyer here. Of course, I'm with the usual here, Josh Edwards. He's too good looking, doesn't want to show the face tonight. I get that <laughs> understandable. Uh, it's very respectful of you, sir. But I thought we had a really good show last week. We talked a lot of good stuff baseball-wise. We got a lot to get into today as well. I kind of want to get into what might be the best divisions, who's hot, who's cold. I kind of have a fun question for you regarding the big dogs in baseball, and I know you got some big series we want to touch on as well. But, Josh Edwards, how are we doing, my friend, this week? Oh, man, you know, it's a good week to be alive coming up on, uh, <laughs> you know, Memorial Day weekend. I love this time of year. So, personal side note, my favorite, like, 70 days of the year are Memorial Day to the middle or end of July, depending on when the county fair is. Gotcha. Um, so, like, because I get Memorial Day this year, there's a baby coming. Mm-hmm. Then I get my birthday. Then I get Fourth of July. Then I get fair season. Like, this is my favorite time of the year. I don't care how hot it is. I live it up. So. That's funny you say that. I was just came from a fair. That's where I was coming from tonight. We had the Healdsburg Fair locally here in Northern California. So that's what I was. That was where I was coming from. It's actually a farm fair as well here in Northern California. So uh, it's kind of funny you mentioned that. I love this time of year as well. Baseball is really in full swing. We're two months into the season, and at this point, Josh, it's not like you know we talked a couple of weeks ago. Like there's still plenty of time left in the season, but this is definitely a checkpoint. For most fans and most franchises, I mean, we're, we've played basically 50 games, uh, one third of the season. Uh, you might not want to be uh, maybe like you might not have to be over 500, but you start to feel a little pressure if you're not, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm sure we're going to talk about it tonight. Look at the teams that are in this position that are right under 500 or, you know, five, six, seven games under 500. And because of the divisions they're in, they have a chance to make the playoffs. But what are they really as a team and what can they really do long term? So, um, no, this is a great measuring stick. That's what that's why the title of the show, uh, you know, Memorial Day means we kind of know where we're at. We're evaluating everything. Um, So I'm looking forward to the conversation tonight. Yeah, and let's start there with – let's go right there. Like, one of the teams I kind of think about right there is, like, you know, I know, like, the Phillies I think of. I think of your Cardinals. I think of the Cubs. I think of teams like the Padres. I, 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 those are the teams that really stick. I know they're all NL teams, but that's who sticks out to me of teams that right now are about – they find themselves about five, six games under 500, maybe give or take a game or two there. And those fan bases expect them to be in the playoffs. And I think most of them maybe aren't panicking yet, aren't aren't freaking out, but they're, they can't be happy with what you're seeing there. And I think specifically, if I, if I can just focus on here for a second, on uh, the Padres and um, the Phillies, I still feel I still feel really confident in those teams going forward, like we said. But like, if I was a fan of those teams, I'd be, man, what's going on here? We got Turner. How can we be a minus thirty-four run differential? How, how you know, how can Trey Turner not be making the big difference? We lost our first baseman at the beginning of the year. Hoskins is that going to start to play a difference? And then you go to the Padres side of it. Bob Melvin intends to coach teams, even when he was on the A's. His teams got off to bad starts, but he's known to be a good finishing coach. Is that something that's going to play out? So those are the those are the two teams I kind of focus on the most. Your Cardinals, I know we kind of I we I know I heard your podcast this week. You guys did a good job with that with them. I still have confidence they'll come back as well. 
Uh, maybe what do you think of the, some of those teams there that kind of find themselves in that four or five game under 500 spot at this point? So, I mean, you, you name the obvious ones there. Uh, and, yeah, more of them are in the NL than in the AL. Mm-hmm. Um, San Diego, man, I, I can't quite figure this one out. I don't know if they're trying to uh, still get the uh, locker room chemistry together. I, I don't know what's going on. But with Machado going down with a broken hand now, um, he's going to be out for, I don't know, it's five, seven weeks, whatever. Um, that, that's not going to help. Uh, uh, Michael Michael Walker has started pitching a little bit better the more the season's gone on. He's looking better. He's a new addition to the team this year. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm a little surprised with what's going on in San Diego. Uh, St. Louis, obviously a surprise. Um, just a really bad hole they dug themselves into. They're playing a lot better right now. They did just split the series with Cincinnati, which is disappointing. But when you got Steven Matz out there wasting $10 million a year to throw, like, a – no offense to these guys, high school senior, throwing to MLB batters, I mean, it is what it is. Um, another team that surprises is, is surprising me is Seattle. I thought Seattle was going to be a much better team than this right now. And, yeah. I mean, they're, they're just over 500 but they're fourth place in their division. They're six games back of first place. And, and here's another surprise, but I mean, it's a surprise to everybody, but I, I kind of called this one last year. Texas is right now leading the West in the AL by three games over Houston. Um, yeah. It's Texas for real. So, I mean, I got a bunch of teams I want to talk about, <laughs> to be honest with you. So, I mean, we yeah. can go wherever you want to go, man. I'm ready. Well, let's start. You know, I, I'm good with that. I, I kind of – well, if we're talking about the Mariners specifically, I mean, they're a game. They find the thing about the AL, uh, and then you can just jump to whatever team you want to go to, Josh, after that. But for me, when I look at the AL as a whole, I look at a team like the Mariners, and they find themselves one game over 500. But then you look at the whole AL standings, man, and like they're all, all the teams are like, oh, we got a chance. I mean, unless you're the A's or the Royals, every other team, even the White Sox and, Gar- and the Guardians that have 21 wins and find themselves, you know, a little deeper in the hole. Even they got to feel like they have a shot because, what, the White Sox are six games out of first place in their division. So the yeah. AL at this point, I just feel like there's so many more teams that are right in it. I do – if we're talking about your Mariners pick, uh, I had them falling back a little bit because of their pitching. So I'm kind of not too surprised about this. But what I do find interesting is that their run differential is like a plus 33, which is pretty good for a team that's in fourth place. I think for me it kind of shows how much better the Angels are this year. Oh, for sure. The Angels are almost a different team this year, and I, I don't know what has caused it. I didn't think they had that good of an offseason. Uh, Rimfro, I believe, was a nice addition. But, I mean, the team looks better than I – much better than I anticipated them being. Uh, yeah. I mean, they, they they are kind of a shocker to me. Not like they're, they're not killing it, but, hell, they're five games over 500. Yeah. So <laughs> – and they're only a game behind Houston. <laughs> we got Jordan checking in here saying Rangers are badass. We talked about them a little bit we a little bit too last week. Do you think the AL West or the AL East is the best division at this point? Or is there another division you got? I, it's got to be. I, mean, I guess you could say the NL West, but I, I feel like it, it can't be them with the Padres. Oh, God, no. I, I think the AL East is the best division in baseball, hands down. Yeah, um, the A's I think they've got the, down too much of the West. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying no, that. they do. <laughs> You're being kind, then. You're being kind. <laughs> okay, so everybody, the worst record in the AL East 
is 26 and 25, and that's Toronto. Yeah. Ten and a half games back. Yep. If they were in the AL Central, they'd be a half game back. Crazy. Um, they'd be in. They'd still be behind the Angels in the AL West. So, yeah. I mean, the AL East to me is, is is the cream of the crop. Tampa Bay has been phenomenal. I mean, obviously, we all knew they were going to slow down at some point and they were going to stop doing yeah. what they were doing. Um, but still, they're playing fantastic. Baltimore with Adley Rushman at the helm is just being phenomenal. I mean, we all were kind of hoping for Baltimore to kind of break out and, and have a good season, but Cedric Mullins is is, is playing his brains out right now, um, at least at the plate. I mean, I think he's the number one outfielder in our fantasy football league, our fantasy baseball. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's – Baltimore's great. The Yankees, you know, are 30 and 22, and, and they're seven games back. I mean – the AL East is dominant this year. It's not a division that I'm I'm not looking forward to playing Tampa Bay and Baltimore like I usually am. No. And those <laughs> used to be cupcakes there all the time. Yeah. So um speaking of the AL East a little bit, I had a question, and maybe we could just answer it now since you brought up the Yankees. Is one of the questions I wanted to ask you was who do you who do you think what you, what kind of style would you rather prefer? The Acuna style player or the judge player style player? Like, you know what I mean? They're both just studs, but they're like totally different players and how they get there. So I was just curious which kind of player you would prefer. Um, I think right now where I'm at, I would say Acuna. Okay. Um, if you would have asked me a year ago, I probably would have said Judge. Yeah. No, I gotcha. It's, it, to me, it's like that power versus the kind of little bit more speed, but they're both all around. Yeah, it's just a kind of a little different makeup with each of them. Uh, I was, and they're just – I mean, Acuna's having just a bounce back year uh, to the fullest right Stella. now, right? I mean, just a stud. And then Judge oh, – he's so good. And then Judge, once he hit break the leaf out there in Canada, he broke the leaf in center field. I mean, the shots this guy hits is just insane. I mean, he just hits absolute bombs. And so I just love watching him play. Dude, he's and I don't like right. the Yankees at all. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Me neither. But he is. Oh man, he's so good. he is something else, man. Man, he, he's definitely the power hitter that like that you kind of reminds you of the '90s era. They're like, oh, those are oh, that yeah. steroid guys that we used to that we're used to seeing. <laughs> Except this guy, is, as far as we all know, is 100 percent pure. Oh yeah, uh, no, I think he is natural, I, dude. I, no, for sure. I, I would agree with that, no doubt. You know, Josh, I would, it's funny. We'd be kind of following the, the other team I thought maybe we could talk about a little bit was um, was the Tigers a little bit. I I know they're under five. I know they're under 500, but they kind of have this weird thing going where they usually be like the AL East just killed them, but their record against everybody else is pretty good. And I, I don't know. I'm actually starting to see some like progress from their team. So if I was a Detroit fan, I would actually start to actually kind of feel like, hey, Maybe we can go to the ballpark. We actually have something something to kind of like, I don't know, look forward to. Torkelson, who's a Bay Area or who's a Northern California guy out here, he seems like he's starting to get a little bit better feel for the strike zone. So that's another team that's kind of caught my eye a little bit. Um, they've probably caught your eye more than mine. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I pay very, very little attention to the AL Central. Um I'll have my eyes on them this weekend because the Royals are playing the Cardinals in the uh, I-70 series. So, yeah. 
But I mean, other than that, I, I haven't paid much attention. They got a good team there. The, the rear, they're back. They're not the kittens anymore. They got a little tiger and they got a little fight in them, Josh. Come on. <laughs> you know, uh, the Detroit Tigers don't scare St. Louis Cardinals fans. Probably not. Um, not after you get they, yeah, <laughs> not after you beat them in the world. You guys beat them twice. Yeah, yeah, you beat them twice in the World Series. Okay, I think it was it was like sixties or somewhere in there. You guys beat them. Oh um, six, we took. Oh six was the was the Tigers, and then okay. uh, eleven was the Rangers. Gotcha. That's another Rangers there. Um, well, what team do you want to talk about? You got a, you got a team on your mind? Um, so. I'm kind of loving Miami where they're at right now. They're a game below 500. They're six and a half games back of Atlanta. The Mets have kind of finally put it together and are starting to get some rhythm. It helps that uh, Scherzer and Verlander are back. They had a good weekend last weekend. Um, but Miami, man, like what the job Skip Schumacher is doing down there right now, I mean, got to give the guy credit. Like yeah. he doesn't have much to work with. He's got a couple of pitchers. Um, but and he's got one quote unquote star player in Jazz Chisel. Yeah. But they're making it work. Yeah. Like this is better than I expected of Miami at this point. Now, we both know this and we talk about it all the time. It's a long season. How long can they keep it up? I don't know. But this is a great start for this new uh management group down there and and I'm happy to see, you know, Miami baseball maybe in the next three years be relevant um, for a division. Maybe. Yeah. No, I, I think it, it's their team's kind of the, the way they always build teams is really weird, but they got some pretty quality young hitters that are kind of, we talked about, you know, jazz is obviously the star, but they got guys like Brian De La Cruz that was, who's has like a 14 game hit streak uh, just a few, you know, I think maybe he lost it a couple days ago. And then you got the guy from the Twins in that trade, Luis uh, Arise, who was the AL batting champ last year. He got off to a hot start. He's off to a hot start this year, batting 371. So that's going to help you. And then you got solid hitters like, you know, they got Guriel from the Astros and Cooper. He's a solid hitter. So you're right. I think they are a team to kind of look. And then they got guys like Solaire that put the ball out of the ballpark. So they do have a pretty quality roster. And then they got my guy from the A's two years ago, Lazardo, and he's starting to finally figure it out a little bit and pitching better for them as well. That's a good call on the Marlins there. Skip Schumacher, former Cardinal, right? Heck yeah, man. Is he a fan favorite? Was he a fan favorite or something? Um, I mean, he wasn't like a superstar player. I mean, he was good for who and what he was. Um, he was a hard guy. You know, everybody in the locker room liked him. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was just kind of a fan favorite because of who he was, um, not necessarily because of his skill set. He, he was a good player. Don't I'm not saying he wasn't a good player. Yeah. But he wasn't. He wasn't some of the superstars we talk about on a weekly basis. Yeah, he was never that caliber. Hey, um, the is there another team here? Right, we talked about the Marlins. I I kind of feel like I don't want to talk about the A's. They're they're my team too long, but I just do want to say they're on pace for thirty five wins. That's just insane to say that about <laughs> a baseball team. And the fact again, they're they might give this owner a team for the effort he put out is just ridiculous, but at 35 wins, Josh, you might be looking at a major league baseball team with 35 wins this year. That's incredible. That's um, incredible. That's mighty, mighty pathetic. Mighty. How do you even do that as an owner? How do you even allow that to happen? How, how can they unbelievable that that is a the case there? Hey, 
Do you care if I do a who's hot and who's cold segment here? Can I get one more team I want to mention real quick? Mention as many teams as you want here. That's a good All right. One. Cool. So this is one I think you're going to appreciate and like. This is one who I, uh, who myself and a few other people in our uh, spring preview episode um, also agreed with me on. Arizona is doing what I, what I and many others said. Watch out. This team may be better than everybody suspects. Again, long season. Can they keep it up? They have some good pitching. They have some nice young talent. Um, they are in second place in the West. They're 29 and 21. They are one and a half games back behind the Dodgers. Great. I mean, come on. I mean, they are thumping San Diego. Mm -hmm. They are four games up on San Francisco, and the Rockies are in the cellar. Um with a record the same as my Cardinals. That was a well, good call on them. Or a half game better. And, they, half game. and it's weird. Their roster is so – like I don't know. Their offense is such a – you know, it's not like this offense that you it really scares you on paper. You know I mean? We look at the names. But then you guys – but, you can, you know, think about their, like, top home run hitters. Christian Walker, Gary Old Jr., and Corbin Carroll, who's an electric player. I'll give you that. And Marte. But then from there, you're going Longoria, you know, Pedramo, Smith. You know, guys that are a little unheralded. So it is one of those interesting teams. We got our guy here, John, from Out of Your Falcon Mind, tuning in. I believe it's Falcon or his Falcons. I'm used to saying that about him. The Braves didn't. I think the Braves went on a walk off tonight. But uh, no, you were saying about that the Diamondbacks. They've been a, that was a good call on your guys' part because I definitely didn't see that coming with them. Dude, it was just that pitching for me. And then I got to watch a few of their games last year. And I'm like, dude, they're on the cusp. Yeah, like they 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 could do this. And I just kind of they were my Sleeper pick, man. I, just, I had to pick somebody different. <laughs> Get somebody in there. Um, so I was going to do who's hot and who's cold, but let me make sure I, I do it right here. I am kind of trying to host it here with for you here with you. Is there another team that maybe I'm forgetting about that we should probably touch on before I forget? Somebody on the East. I mean, the Mets have really, they've kind of, I guess they've bounced back a little bit. They're over 500. Um, the Braves continue to play well in the, uh, in the NL East. They, like I said, they did win tonight, eight to five over the Phillies. Um, and you got the Brewers I, leading the Central as well. I do want to talk about a Braves player if, when we get to players. So don't let me forget Braves player. And, and just, I hate talking about this team because they're always good now. But the Dodgers, Freddie Freeman, and the and Mookie Betts at the top of your order. It's just, Dude. it's just ridiculous having those two guys at the top of your order. Just, it's absolutely stupid. Ridiculous. It is stupid how good they are because of, of the offense they have because of the way they're set up. It's just insane. Like, drives me nuts. Uh, you got John here saying, if I'm mostly coherent, I will have to join you guys from Cooperstown on the 7th. We'd love to be there. You love it. You get, I lo I've never been to Cooperstown. That's on the. That's definitely on the bucket list for sure. Oh, absolutely. I've never been there either, though, so I can't wait to get a chance to go. Man, it's like one of those things that you're just like, as a kid, you and then you're like, oh, you live in, I live in California, so it's gonna be hard to get to. Yeah, let's see about to figure that one out there a little bit. Uh, it says Braves got here in the eighth inning, they took the lead there, and like I said, hung on to win eight to five. I was just gonna say real quick, uh, real quick here with who's hot and who's cold. I just kind of was looking at some of the players this week that have been on fire, and I got to start right away with your guy from the Cardinals. Mr. Paul DeYoung, absolutely raking home run. Nine runs, three home runs, nine RBIs, even throwing in two stolen bases. And if you're a Paul, if you know Paul, you know he doesn't usually hit for average. He's also batting 300 this week. So he's been on absolute fire this week. 
Dude, it's I don't know where it came from. I mean, I'm not gonna complain about it. Don't, don't so don't think I am. Just I don't know where it came from. Um, <laughs> he made some adjustments in the offseason, apparently, and things are looking much better for him right now. Much. Uh, I will be honest with you. There are people in St. Louis on the Facebook pages saying that they've backed Paul DeYoung the whole time. Da, da, da. I'm like, you lie. You lie. And if it's one of you guys out there listening right now, I'm calling you out. Because we all said it was time to give to get rid of DeYoung, but we couldn't because of the contract. He made some adjustments in the offseason. He's playing very good ball right now. Um, he's... And your boy, Arenado and Gorman. I mean, throw both of them. I had them on the hot list as well. They've been on fire as well. Arenado has been as of late, but he's kind of cooled off a bit. Gorman has been absolutely raking. NL yeah. uh, player of the week last week. Yep. I mean, he has come in so clutch. Last year, he got beats up left and right. Couldn't hit a lefty. Came into this season wanting to swing against lefties. His plate vision is really, really good this year. His swing is leveled out. He's hitting, obviously, for power. Um, tons of RBIs. He's coming up clutch. Like, he has got to be the most clutch hitter right now on the Cardinals. Like, if it is the ninth inning with two outs, I don't want Goldschmidt. I don't want Arenado. <laughs> right now, I want Gorman. Yeah. Um, and I was oh, I was one of the people last year who was like, we need to trade Gorman while his stock is still high before he busts. Yeah, I am yeah. glad they kept him around. Yeah, he he had a, he's a, he's off to a great start for them, kind of solidifying that three spot in the order, or even five wherever they put him. Sometimes they drop him down to five. Um, you got a player here? Do you want to talk about? And I got a couple more after. All right, so I got a player of disappointment actually. Okay, let's hear it. Michael Harris from the Atlanta yeah. Braves. Michael, what happened? I was so jacked for this kid this year. So yeah. excited to see him play, and he is. Ooh. It is rough. It's definitely not been the best star for him. I was wondering, as good, I was thinking about him the other day. It's weird that you actually mentioned his name because I was looking at fancy baseball numbers with him. And I, I you know, I kind of, you kind, it was weird. I, I kind of was expecting a little regression from him. But then I was like, well, maybe there's just a chance that he just kind of slipped by everybody. But it is, you know, it, he did get that contract. I believe he signed like what a five-year deal, or like the Braves gave him like an eighty million dollar deal last year during the summer, something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was it's a. Is it, I'm pretty sure he got one of those eighty million dollar deals. Yeah, he got one of those like kind of early deals. But that's a good call with him. He's really kind of struggled, but it really hasn't affected, which has kind of been crazy with that. <laughs> you know, I think that was a great deal. Like I would have signed him for. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's eighty million over eight years. Hey, but Josh, I would have done that deal no matter what. Hey, maybe it's starting to look like a good deal for him too. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, dude is uh, definitely – I don't know what's going on with him. I'm disappointed. No, that's a good call there. Get that $80 million, though. Good call on that part there. Don't blame you, kid, for that one. That's, that's not a bad one. Get the money. Get the money, man. That's all it's about. Get the money. That's for sure. Um. So those are those are a couple guys that were hot. I also thought a couple of Freddie Freeman's on fire. I talked about Judge as well. Can I shout out a little bit of JD Martinez? Love here, eleven RBIs, four home runs, batting a robust three sixty seven this week. He definitely belongs on the hot this week for sure. Absolutely, yeah. Fire. Yeah, JD Martinez. Yeah, he's he's still got it, man. 
Man, um, on fire. Dude still has it, and it's impressive. <laughs> he bounces yeah. around so much, you think that he's lost it, and then he comes down and he hits the way he does. And it's like, why does this guy not get signed a long-term deal? Why does nobody want to keep him around? I got to go cold a little bit. I got to go uh... – I got to go with my guy Dansby Swanson over the last couple weeks, and he's got a couple home runs here, but I need to see a little bit more from you with the contract here. So he's been a little bit uh, on the cold streak uh, lately. My guy from the A's, who was absolutely on fire, gave him a lot of compliments over the first week. Brent Rooker, he's completely regressed. He's come back. Also, also Jose Mateo on the Orioles, he struggled as well the last couple weeks after being on fire as well. Those guys got to get out of some slumps a little bit here. Oh, Absolutely. Um, and yeah, I, we talked about Rooker just last week. Um, and he is just, I went and got him one. I traded for him. Cause I was like, you know what? He's playing well. I'm going to take a risk. I went and traded for him in fantasy and he has nothing but loose points. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> there. Hey, I got to tell you one of the best fantasy baseball trades I just made. We got our guy here, John saying he's talking about, um, uh, the, uh, the center fielder you're talking about. Sorry, Harris. He said, he's so lost at the plate right now, man. League is catching up. Not too many dudes go from double A to the pros and just cruise. He's got the right mindset. He'll come out of it. And that's kind of the thing. Like, he, I, I, that's well said right there. Exactly. And he says, couldn't get JD and Freddie out of the town fa- uh, fast enough. Uh, yeah. Anytime those guys are in the lineup, like I said, Betts and Freeman at the top of the order, which is ridiculous there to begin with. But somebody offered me this trade in fantasy baseball, Josh. And I do a keeper league where you get five guys uh, at the beginning of the year. He offered me Freddie Freeman, who got off to a little bit of a slow start, I guess, for his standards in the first month, for Luis Castilla. I ended up doing it. It turned out to be a good trade. <laughs> yeah, heck yeah, man. <laughs> that turned out, yeah. turned out to be a good trade. So I, I was like, you know what, Freddie Freeman? I was like, it's hard to pass up on that one, right? So uh, we'll go with there. So those were a couple guys that I had from hot and cold a little bit this week uh, on the list. Um, any other? Anything else stand out to you in that regard, Josh? Um, no, I think you got the good ones. <laughs> I also wanted to say there's the, the stolen bases again. I continue to just monitor the stolen bases and how much they are going up. I got to say, I'm just, I got to say, that's the one thing that I am impressed Major League Baseball has done. I obviously just, everybody's got to hate the commissioner. I don't, do not like the commissioner. And this ace thing obviously makes me hate him even more. But I got to say, the rule changes have made a difference in that. I, I like that aspect of it for sure. Yeah, it's definitely made the games more interesting. Yeah. I, I can't complain about it. I, I'm enjoying it. The Cardinals are finally starting to run. So yeah. it's it's a lot more fun to watch. That's the only thing we have for the A's. Ruiz leads the league, American League, in steals. Every time he's on base, they send him. I'm like, all right, at least there's something. If he gets on, at least I have something to watch. So that uh, that's exciting in that regard. The bigger bases, I think he made a good point that at the beginning of the year. I mean, think about all those close plays. I mean, like, you know what I mean? So that's starting to play a little bit of a difference as well in the situation. Look how many times it's affected first base. Exactly. Singles. Like, that's – I'm seeing it more on the singles, and I'm like, man, I didn't even think about that. It's crazy. Like, so many reviews I've seen that are just for singles. Yeah. Like – No doubt. All right. <laughs> hey, can I talk about a player real quick that I thought was going to be a stud a few years ago? And he was a catcher as well. I thought Gary Sanchez on the Yankees was going to be a stud. He got DFA'd today or a couple days ago by the Mets after a really short stint. Probably, you know, maybe he'll catch on with somebody else. But 
Man, talk about a guy that I thought was good. I was not right about him. He had like what a good two, maybe three years. I'd have to look it up. I think it was two legit ones. But man, that's a guy that I just he just couldn't put it just couldn't put it together consistently. Yeah, I mean he's he was kind of a disappointment, man. Um, just to be honest, no doubt. I thought he was going to be better, and he's just kind of falling flat on his face. Remember when he came on the scene? Like, I mean, he was electric. He had like twenty home runs in like two months. It was something insane like that. Yeah, and he's – yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, he, he burst onto the scene, and, and could we be seeing what's happening to Michael Harris Jr. right now, the same thing that happened to Gary Sanchez? Possibly. Is that a possibility? Like, I don't think so. I don't I, I really I feel like don't. Gary Sanchez busted on the scene even better than Harris did. I mean, probably. 20 bombs and two – I think he broke some records or something, like major league – you know, like you talk about those – he kind of has the Yasiel Puig, like, you know, those guys maybe had a little bit more of a, a little, maybe a little better run, but like where you thought these guys were going to be no doubters and they just, they weren't able to put it together. It always surprises me when you get, when that happens. Yeah. I was not a Puig fan. <laughs> Either was Madison Bumgarner as a giant. He was out of him. Man, the dude just. But when he bursted on the scene too, man, he bursted on yeah, the he scene. Did. He was something he else. Hey, we were talking about Memorial Day this week and uh, baseball. It's funny, like, you're right about how those two always have connected. Like, I don't know about you, but I grew up where I go to my – well, I call my Nan and Papa. We go to their house in Marin out there in San Rafael, close to the Bay Area, and we'd barbecue. We'd watch – the Giants would be on the radio. I love Memorial Day. I always put it together with baseball, the veterans. I love all that stuff they do with the salutes to the, uh, to the, the Army and all that stuff. I, I just dig it all. No, no. I mean, it's so growing up in Indiana. Is it's it's a different. This is totally different signification. It's the Indy Five Hundred weekend. Okay. Um, but for me, because I'm from St. Louis and I was raised in a baseball family, for me, it's baseball, yep. race, baseball, <laughs> um, and that's just the way it is for me. But no, it's 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 one of the best sporting weekends of the year. I love it. Yeah, no you know, doubt. Hockey playoffs, basketball playoffs, which I don't care about. Whoa, 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 whoa! Don't get, don't get, don't get. Let's start. Don't start a fight here with me. Come on, we, we're good. I mean, <laughs> hey, if LeBron actually retires, I might go back to watching basketball here <laughs> and there. It's been like twenty years. It's like Tom Brady. I haven't been able to recover since the since the damn tuck roll. That was his rookie year. Um, yeah, so think about how long that took me to get over that thing. Uh, it took me a long, long time. Uh, that's funny though. Um, well, what do you think about, um, what do you think about with the, can I talk about the A's for just a second? You know, that's kind Please. of, okay. So I, I got a, the one left, like I said, 32 and one again, how can you allow a team to put on a product that bad on the field? Like Josh, like, it's just, I mean, I remember the Tigers a few years ago, like not few, it's been like 20 now, 20 years ago when they had like, uh, gosh, I should know the guy's name, the starter there that had like 22 losses, uh, Jared something. I just can't think of his name, Jared something. But he was uh, 32 wins is what you're on pace for, 50 games into the season. Don't you as a fan think that's alarming that an owner is allowed to put that crappy of a product on the field? Oh, I would – I would be writing into the team. I mean, at least this is what I'd want to do. Yeah. Um, and 
say I'm boycotting. I'm not watching on TV. I'm not buying gear. I'm not coming to games. Uh, this is I'm done. <laughs> I'm done until you're gone. <laughs> That's pretty much what has happened here with that case with all. Um, I was trying to look up his name. Oh, Jeremy Bonderman, I think his name was. I think that's what it was. Jeremy Bonderman, I think was his name. I'm thinking the starter there. Uh, anyways, he lost like 22, 22 games. It was like a crazy thing with the, the Tigers back in the day. Uh, I don't know. Just something I'm kind of just fed up with. It. 32 wins just pathetic to me when you look at it from a baseball standpoint. It shouldn't even be possible. A lot of injuries, Josh, in baseball still happening. A lot of these guys are going down still right now. Got DeGrom oh. still out. You got our, my guy Max Freed out, one of my favorite pitchers in the league. Got my got Urias just went on the DL. I mean, just constantly guys falling left and right here. I, I it's baseball's not getting any harder. No, nope. um, especially when you talk about pitchers, they're not throwing more. Nope. So I injuries are part of the game; they happen. But these guys pulling muscles and things of that nature, I, I feel like that's off-season prep work. I think, I think that's, you know, doing your calisthenics and keeping your body in shape. I mean, you're going to pull a hamstring from time to time. I mean, I'm not yeah. saying that stuff doesn't happen either, but the the rate at which we're seeing it happen, there, there's something's got to be wrong. Either the prep's not right, um, they're not taking care of their bodies, or is there something wrong and the equipment needs to be changed to adapt to help them be safer. I, I don't know. I don't even know if that'd be a possibility, but I don't know. I yeah. I try not to pay attention to injuries. I mean, they, they happen. They're part of the game. That's why you can call guys, send guys up and down, and yeah, yeah. I, I always like. I hate seeing the top pitchers go down. That's always tough for me. Um, I got a question for us to end the show, but I'm not sure how much more you want to go here. What do you What do you got? What do you, you got um, anything else there? I mean, let's let me uh, let me ask you. We're gonna go division to my division here. All right. I want to see, like, as of right now, who do you think the two, top two teams in each division really are? All right. So. So we're gonna go play ahead. who's real and who's fake. Okay, go ahead. Um, and then give me your fakest team out of each division. So, um, right. let's start with the. Uh, we'll just get your division out of the way. The AL West. Who are you, who are your two real teams here? Uh, I have the uh, Rangers and the Astros, the top two teams, as right now, the real teams. So do you think the Rangers are for real or are they posers? No, I think they are for real. I think they can make the playoffs this year. Okay, and then I'm, I'm going to just assume and not make you say it, that your team is going to finish last. They're going to um, finish last, but I, don't, I, I, I do believe the Mariners are fake in that division. Too. All right, cool. Awesome. I love it. He says Seattle's fake. Put it on the record, ladies and gentlemen. All right. All right. In the AL Central, we kind of talked about this a little bit, so I'm sure this is going to recertify your answer. Who are your two real teams? Who's a poser and who's the loser? So I got uh, I got the Twins as the real team in that division. I got the Guardians as the poser in the division. I got the the Royals obviously as the loser in that division. Is Detroit real? Can they push for the Central or not? I don't. I don't think they can push for real. I. I do that. I, I just. I do think they're going to hang in there a little longer though than I than most people think. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Hey, at least. This is this is going to be the good one because I. I mean, you got good teams here, all top to bottom. 
Who's real? Who pushes for the division? Who's a poser? And who's the weakest team? The Rays are absolutely for real. I've talked about them plenty enough. The poser is the Orioles. The Yankees, the Yankees will be the one that pushes them, and the Red Sox are the losers. Gosh, that feels good to say too. <laughs> wow. Okay. So um, Boston Tom and I, whatever you call you, he would be happy with me at that one. Yeah, I hope Boston Tom's not watching. But you know what? He might agree with you. I don't know. I mean, he is he is brutally harsh on his Yes, team. he is. I remember being on with him that one time. I, yes, I love was. that guy. Um, I'm going to say I agree with you. The Tampa Bay is real. I do not think the Baltimore are posers. Um, I do think the Yankees probably push Tampa Bay towards the end of the season for the division. I think Boston is the poser. All right. I think Toronto is better than Boston. But I think Tampa Bay, Baltimore, and New York all make the playoffs. You think so, so three teams make it from there? Yeah. Gotcha. I mean, that's what it's looking like. But I mean, I I legit I think Baltimore stays there all year. I I think they'll regress. I mean, I don't know if they're going to be keep this the six sixty ratio, but I mean, I well, bet yeah. you they're above five sixty five. Yeah, I like their manager, so I'm not rooting against it. He's he's also a Santa Rosa guy out here, so I'm not going to pull against that for sure. So there's there's our only difference over there, really. No, for sure, I agree with that. I just that's a good call. I, I had to I had to shoot you down there. Um, That's all right. right. NL West. Dodgers absolutely real, as real as it gets. I'm gonna go Diamondbacks posers in that league. I've told you that. I'm not with you guys on that same thing there. Um, I think the I think the Padres will end up being the team that pushed the Dodgers. And I think the loser in the division, I, I want to say Giants for, for negative reasons towards Tyler, but I won't say that it's the Rockies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so part of me, like, really agrees with everything you just said. And the other yeah. part of me goes, you know what? I don't think Arizona is a poser, but I think they will regress to about a 560, maybe 550 win percentage. Because uh, I don't think they'll keep this rate up the rest of the year. Yeah. But I do think they make the playoffs before San Diego does because I don't know if San Diego is going to be able to figure it out. And That's fair. And they, they still have to play a lot of good teams the rest of the year. Like I don't know how many teams that – I don't know how many games they play against the AL East. Yeah. I don't know who they faced in the AL West. So, I don't uh. know. Yeah, no, I totally – I just real quick want to say John's comment about Orioles real quick. Played uh, Baltimore played uh, us tough as hell. Respect those guys. So I think I'm probably in the minority with when it comes to the to the Orioles there. That's fine. Somebody has to be in the minority there. <laughs> there you go. Um, the NL East, who do you got? Uh, at least here. I got – well, to me the Braves are – they're just on a different level than the other teams in this league, right? Or in that uh, in that division right now. Um, and then I I do think the the Marlins are the poser. I know we, we kind of talked them up a little bit, but I feel like they're the they're the poser in that that one. And I've been a fan of the Mets, so I'm going to say they're the they're the ones that's going to give the Braves the push. And the loser is the Nationals. I only know a few guys on their team. And that's not good because I almost know almost every player in the league. So that's not good. 
<laughs> well, that just tells you how much you see the Washington Nationals because of that. And always, a fa- you know, it's funny. I always be like, gosh, I don't know that team. It must be I have no fantasy whatsoever with them, no fantasy baseball relevance whatsoever. And they just they rotate out so many guys. That's the issue with that. Because I'll check the I check the boss ones of every team every day. So that's just the team I know the least about. So they go the loser category for me. Fair enough. I ain't mad about that. So I agree with you about Atlanta. I do think the Mets make the push at the end. I don't know if I don't think Miami are posers. Um, because I think they're gonna be a five hundred team this year. Um fair enough. So if they're between if they're even between four seventy five and five hundred, I'm I'm perfectly happy with how they end up in Skip's first year, but I think it'll be closer to five hundred. Um, yeah. I think Philly is better than what their record says they are right now. Um, I don't know if they'll get that last wild card spot. I would assume they'd have a pretty good chance unless San Diego figures it out and gets going, since those teams are in the exact same position right now. So that's. Kind of yeah. where I'm at on them. And, yeah, Washington's definitely the loser. So, yeah, No doubt. All right. My division in El Central. Be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No no doubt. I think the Brewers are for real. I, I told you that at the beginning of the year I like their team. And it's funny about them, though. They have them – they have – they're in first place and they have a they have a negative run differential. So that always kind of cracks me up, the run differential with the teams. That, they're the only team right now that's in first place that has that. Um, but I do – I just told you I like the Brewers because I feel like they have the three the, the three best pitchers in the whole entire division. So I'm going to – that's one of the reason I roll with them the most. I think the – I think the Pirates are posers for sure. I just can't see them – I don't even think they'll finish over 500. That would shock me to begin with if they do that. I think the Cardinals will be the ones that give them a push. And I think at the end of the year, for some reason, I just feel like the Cubs will have a worse record than the Reds. So I'm going to say they're the loser of the division right now. Wow. That's a that's a big call. Well, I mean, I guess they're only a game and a half separated right now. but. And what about the Cubs? I mean, I like Swanson just as much as you as certain defensive things. We talked about how much we like him, but Bellinger now gets hurt. Suzuki is playing better for them. But if you look at their the Cubs pitching, it's not like if they get a cup, if they get an injury or two, I mean, they're just as bad as the Reds. Dude. Hold on. If you look at their starting pitching, their starting pitching is much better than I anticipated it being. It's it's definitely better. So I far. mean, Steele is one of the best starting pitchers in the league right now. I just don't know if you, I don't know. Yeah. Statistically speaking. Yeah. Um, Stroman is not pitching out of his mind, but he's still probably in the top twenty-five. And um, Smiley. Has been pitching way better than anticipated. Those are all guys to me that have two months stretch, though. Those aren't guys to me that can go for a whole season and pitch that well. I could be wrong. There's always a miracle. We always see that. But there's guys that fall off every year in baseball pitching wise. I just see the Cubs don't have the. I just don't. I don't trust those guys to continue at all. Stroman, I trust in. See, I know. And I have at this point, I have no reason not to trust Steele. Smiley, I agree with you. I, I can't – I don't trust that. But, I mean, Chicago, I think, is a better team than you're giving them credit for. I mean, they were kind of my dark horse in the Central. Um, they were not going to push like I thought they were going to because I thought yeah. they'd be 500 at the Ramon Memorial Day. Uh, yeah. I believe – I agree with you. The Pirates are the posers. They're going to fall off. I don't know if Milwaukee – 
uh, I think Milwaukee's pitching is for real, especially when it gets healthy. Yeah. Um, but Woody's going to be out for quite some time. Um, they Burns lost out, some yeah. other pitcher when they were playing against us, and we took that series. Yeah. Um, and, and Burns, Burns is shot. finally starting to pitch better, though. Like, overall, he's finally starting to pitch good games. He, he yeah. had a rough start. So they're they're fine. I don't think their offense is everything it needs to be. Um to secure the division. I think the Cardinals have shown they probably have one of the better offenses in the league. The pitching just needs to be more consistent. Um, but the Cardinals have the best offense in that division, hands down. No Hands doubt. down. No, I would um, totally easily. I would – I mean, what other team even gives you a fight in that? I Nobody – I mean, I guess the Cubs if they caught fire. Cubs, yeah. And if the Pirates were to get hot again for some reason. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. John, real quick here about the NL East. I agree with all that. Darren Marlins pitching keeps them in it. They've won so many one-run games; it's crazy. They have, and sometimes there's years like that where the in baseball you sneak out these wins, like you said. That you just just baseball's that one sport, like unlike the other sports, where you're like, oh yeah, for sure these teams will be there. Baseball, you just never know. No, yeah, you don't. I mean, but that's the great thing about baseball, man. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's what you just never know which team is going to be ahead. We're talking exactly. about all these teams right now, and in two months, it could be a totally different story. You just never know. You hear me? No, I missed you. No, I was just saying, like in baseball, that's what it is. It comes down. It just every year, it kind of switches like that. Like, you know, it just, I don't know, like it's just crazy. Like, every, like in two months from right now, like the standings will probably be completely different. Oh, every year it happens, at least with some yeah. team. Some team gets hot in the middle of summer. Yeah. Or some team no gets doubt. hot in the bat last two months of the season, and they climb through the standings because they were just doing enough to to be yep. within reach, and then somebody yep. pulls off that upset. I mean, I still think the NL Central is wide open, and I'm not being a homer here. I just – No. If the Cardinals – like, Michaelis went seven innings today of no-hit baseball. Yes, it was against the Reds, but still. Not no-hit, excuse me. Um, yeah. Shutout baseball. Yeah. I mean, these they're still professional baseball teams. So, yeah. I mean, it's not like these guys can't play ball. So, anytime you can keep a shutout for seven innings, that's a good outing. And he's getting better and better. Montgomery's had a couple of rough starts. Wayno's had two wins in a row. Granted, they weren't beautiful, and he's throwing 89 miles an hour tops. Jack Flaherty has either looked really good or he's looked really bad. They need yeah. to solidify the pitching staff. And if the Cardinals go and make a move for a starter – then who can eat up innings and, and keep the runs down. I think that I think the Cardinals are one pitcher away from being very competitive and then a pitcher and a half away from winning the division. It's gonna be very interesting, Josh, what happens in that division. Oh yeah. It's it's one of the worst, but it, it's it's an interesting one to watch. Um I, just because I was thinking about it real quick, I, the Angel can I just go back to the Angels real quick? If because I saw their 28 and 23, and like to me, I said they're the most interesting team going into the year. It'll be it'll be interesting how much they go in at the deadline if they have a let's just say they're 12 games over 500, like because we know keeping Otani has to be the biggest thing. So it'll be very interesting how much they go in come come the come the deadline. Yeah, I, I I'll be curious to see what they do. Um... They can't if they. I guess they can go all in on Reynolds, 
But yeah. you gotta really think about it. They they can't go much more all in on a long term contract, or they're not gonna have the money. No, it has to be on one year deals. Yeah, it's gotta be something that expires this year. Either. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, they are losing. You know, they got it. It's gotta be something that. Sh- I just mean like they want to keep them. They want Otani to stay. They got to make the playoffs. So that's kind of my big thing. So like they're to me they're they're still they're, with their five games over five hundred. They're just they're right where I thought they'd be. They're the most intriguing team right now. No, absolutely, because uh, yeah. we just don't know what's going to happen. And they just have like what they have literally the most unique player of all time on their on their roster who could be a free agent. So yeah, it's just it's just a one off here in the sport. No, absolutely. Um, well, I that was kind of fun doing that little division rundown. That was a great idea. But then you got anything else here before uh, you know, we, we call the show here? I got one more question I want to kind of ask you here. But uh, wh- if you got any something else, uh, let me know here. I mean, I'm, I've, well, I think we got most to be covered, man. I think so as well, my friend. It was fun. To, it's always fun talking baseball with you. We had our guy John here tuning in from Out of Your Falcon Mind podcast. They had their hundredth episode a few weeks back. I did an, uh, had a few more. Then they're going to do a mailbag special here in a couple weeks. So be sure to check out their podcast. They do a really good job over there um, here at Variety Sports Network. Um, so it's great to have that uh, John tuning in, giving us his aspect here on the Braves and uh, some of the other teams. So always appreciate you tuning in, my man. There, Josh. Um, I, I gotta I gotta get our sponsor in here too. Also, Row One Brand. Use that code VSP fifteen. Uh, you'll get anything off 15, uh, anything in the art gallery, uh, you get 15% off there. So be sure to use the code VSN, help us out over there, uh, by using that code. I usually do a question a week on the podcast, uh, on our show, the fat boy fadeaway sports. I kind of wanted to pose this question to you, Josh, is I thought it was kind of a fun one. I saw on the internet was who would you rather have if it came down to these two players for your baseball team, Pete Rose or Ricky Henderson? Oh, what era? Just, I don't know, just your preference of a player, like whatever. I don't, you know, and I'm not really this era, I guess, right? Like we'll say the, this era, 2000, 2000, 2000. I'll say whatever. Like, uh, just, Pete Rose. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Uh, the style boy. See, Where I think they'd fit better. I mean, but I don't even know if those type of players it matters with style of play though. Like they're just all timers to me. Like I just think like like that's a good argument. <laughs> like I don't much like I just it was interesting. I was like Ricky Henderson's my favorite player of all time. I, I mean I have obviously him right above my where is he my pen right there. Uh, so I love Ricky Henderson. I love the aspect of him. Just a guy throwing his body on the line every time, sliding head first. Being literally has the most runs scored, which is last time I checked, pretty important in baseball. Um, and then just has the stolen base record, which is not as maybe sexy as the home run record and like a hit streak or something like that. But I don't know, man. Like his records and his ability to get on base and get in a pitcher's head and affect those things is so unique. Now, I got to see him play a little bit. I never got to see Pete Rose play. So my argument with him is, I mean, how can you have a guy that played 22 years ball out and literally you can tell by just watching highlights. And I've watched a few World Series games and went back and watched. He literally is the type of player that lives, sleep, and ate baseball. Like he just, you can tell he's obsessed with it. He has these weird things. I've read his book. He's an interesting guy, but 
I don't know, man. I was thinking about it back and forth. I was like, well, maybe I'd want Pete Rose then because of that. So I could see why you would want Pete Rose, but I just thought it was a fascinating question. I mean, Pete Rose is just 300 steals from John, by the way. That's how many Ricky would. <laughs> he said, how many would bases would Ricky steal this year? Oh, yeah. Easily. Uh, I'd say 250. 250. He, he, and this is the reason I will say it. How yeah. old is he now? Right now, Ricky Henderson? Yeah. Uh, he's got to be like 60, probably. Yeah. So 250. Yeah. If he was in his prime, 300, 350. That's funny. So you would take Pete Rose, though? Um, I guess. I guess. Yeah, it's hard to go against him, man. Switch hitter, hit 44 straight. I don't hate it. I literally was thinking, well, maybe I would take him just because of, like, some other aspects like that. Uh, it, Ricky Henderson's career is always, to me, the most unique, though. So I thought that was a good question I saw online here was, uh, who would you rather have, Ricky or the great Pete Rose there? So let's see. That was a good question there for it. Um, well, Josh, that was fun, man. I always like talking baseball with you. Uh, I know we're going to do it again uh, next week, and we'll take a little uh, – and then I'll you're going to pick me up the first week of June, and then I'll pick you up the second week of June, and I think we'll get back together after that too. But um, it should be interesting as we get through the week, through the month of June, who kind of becomes the top dogs as we start to get to the All-Star break. Absolutely, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch, man. Uh, it's yeah, it really is. I can't knock it. I'm looking forward to it. Now, I think that's kind of the end of our show in that sense of it. But I gotta say to you, as a fellow a fellow father, uh, I know you said that your 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 wife do here in a little bit. So just uh, good wishes towards you guys. I know that process towards the end can be very stressful. Uh, so just uh, best wishes towards you and your family there and your wife. I appreciate it, man. Uh, another baby girl. So, How many kids do you have right now? Just the one. And okay. I am nervous as hell about the new one. How old is the is your other one? Should be three and a half this summer. Okay, so you're yeah, you're private. Do, do you know? I'm assuming you do because you're – is it going to be a boy or girl, you said? Yeah, it's a girl. As a girl, okay, so a girl dad here for sure. I had two sons to start, then I had a girl at the with my third kid. It definitely changes it when you have the girl for sure. <coughs> well, for I me, think I might have messed up with this one because <laughs> I, I grew up. I, well, as she was growing up, I always wrestled with her. Yeah, so she has no problem throwing hands. There's no problem with that. <laughs> and I mean nothing at all. Like she is not afraid. Like she will wrestle me anytime. She likes to get on my shoulders and then put me in a chokehold. Um, That's good. You got to get it to fed yourself. It's quite entertaining to be, to be honest. That's awesome. I got my kid. That's like, it was so funny. My daughter, she's the same age as yours. She's well, maybe a few, but a little, maybe a couple months older, but she, uh, my, my second oldest is getting into wrestling a little bit and he, he's been watching old videos and like, I'm like, John, he loves John Cena. I'm like, John Cena doesn't wrestle anymore, man. Like maybe once in a while. So I'm home with my daughter yesterday by myself as there's somewhere else, with my wife. And I'm, and she's like, dad, you want a John Cena? I'm like, are you kidding me? She just asked me to John Cena, like wrestle. That's what she <laughs> wanted me to do. I just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> so I loved it. Our daughter is want to wrestle, man. Hey, I'm good with my daughter being able to defend herself. I'm all with that. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm I'm fine with that. I just need to stop beating on me so much. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, that's my problem. 
And, and if you know, like I know, they're at the height where they get the shot in where it doesn't feel so great. Oh, <laughs> all the time. I mean, oh man, I'll oh, be like to my daughter, I'll be like, stop kicking me for the love of God. <laughs> killing me. The sunshine can't take it anymore. For God's sake. Like, you won't have any more siblings. <laughs> We're lucky to get the second one, for God's sakes, at this rate. Come on, yeah. Yeah. Good that's Lord. All. No, that's that's the one thing she, I don't think she understands it or comprehends it is like you got to be careful sometimes, honey. Exactly. And she just no disregard. I, I mean, oh, completely man. oblivious to anything that's not her. Oh, that's hilarious. Well, like I said, there's her best of luck with that and your family Appreciate there with it. it. Uh, prayers out to you guys for that stuff there for for sure. And John, appreciate you tuning in with us here on Seventh Inning Stretch. Josh, that was a lot of fun, my friend. I look forward to doing it with you again next Thursday. You got it. Same time, same place. Same time, same place. Hope to see you guys then. We'll talk a little baseball then. For Dar for Josh Edwards, I'm Darren Breyer. Till then, next time, peace.